Anyway, so check this out. Did any of you guys hear about the white woman that reported being raped, gang raped, in the metaverse? Yeah. Have any of you heard about that? Yeah, I did. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Of course we Um. Yeah. I don't know how that could happen. It's still a virtual world. Listen, I got right. jokes for days, but I don't know if they're going to get us canceled or not. So I'll probably I probably mean, keep like five in the tuck just in case. This is the first time that you've ever cared about us getting canceled. So. Because we're talking about rape. Uh, yeah, that's that's, oh. that's, 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 that's talking about rape, bro. So now we're in the era of virtual rape. Listen, but yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the whole thing, though. That's that's At least that's my whole thing. How do you even equate the two? And this is not the this is not the No 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 no. I want to make sure that we talk about this. All jokes aside, I am not condoning any type of assault. I want to make sure that I am very, very clear about that. But to equate what happened to this woman to what happens to what what does the statistics say? One in six women every two minutes in America. That sounds bananas to me. And her using that term, she said she was gang raped in a virtual setting. Do you know what she was wearing? She was wearing fucking VR VR goggles. You gonna tell me there's no off switch? You can't take the goggles off? You gonna compare that to a woman who's pressed down in an alley? Come on, dog. Like that's the thing that gets me is the connection. But where are the feminist groups at? Where are the feminists? Where are all the feminists who are always, you know, the men ain't shit folks who are coming out and supporting her? They've been quiet. No one has supported her. You wanna know why? Because they know this woman is batshit crazy. They know it's fucking possible for you to be sexually assaulted over fucking video or in some VR type shit. IP address. When all you gotta do literally is take the fucking goggles off. Now, what I could say, right, it's possible that she could say that she was sexually harassed. Right? She could say that. She could say that took place. But you can't say. Come on. She said said groped and then it turned into gang rape. And what makes this even more interesting is that Facebook took this... Well, I'm not saying that they shouldn't. They've got dollars to deal with. So I can understand why they did it. But they went in and immediately changed up their whole algorithm. They said, basically, there's something called the me zone that they've implemented. So if you as a person are in the metaverse and you don't want to interact with people, which sounds weird to me, how do you go into a social media space and not want to interact with people? Even if you're just like... You go through Instagram, you like it shit still, right? You're giving it hearts. But there's something called a me zone that basically keep, keeps you virtually invisible 
from being interacted with by other folks that are in this virtual world. We cannot speak to you. <laughs> if you want to do all that, just go sit in the fucking Nigga, closet. Just sit down somewhere. So, shit. So, sit in the closet. So, so you get to see. So you get to be a ghost in the digital in, in the metaverse if you want to be. Until you yeah. feel comfortable you in that interact with area, you can have your me zone on and run throughout the entire metaverse. I mean, the, the, only, the only thing that I could possibly, I mean, aside from the sexual harassment angle, is if, you know, these guys, you know, digitally hacked her physical likeness and like blasted a, a, a altered image of them actually assaulting her or some shit. No, but apparently she was engaged. But if she wasn't just in the metaverse hanging out and I don't know. Well, I take it from like when I first heard this story, I laughed at it too. It was like, this is a joke. But the one thing that I did think about in the concept that they start this metaverse, then you're going to have eventually at some point, and maybe on the initial startup, you're going to have kids in there. And you're going to have teenagers yeah. and you're going to have underage people. So even though it's not actual rape and you're not actually touching people, you know how kids and some grown ups that are perverts like to interact with porn and anime and these things and you don't you want to take that out now they've been building up this meta like this safe beautiful wonderland that you can go to but they got to remember that people have demented minds you go to a place that's not police then you're gonna have people doing things like that like even on roblox i had to take my kids off of roblox because on roblox they're like yep. going through shooting people and robbing banks and all kinds of crazy stuff and that's yeah. that's kind of like the meta you know what i mean yeah. it's just like an avatar of a block person and they're going through doing all kinds of crazy stuff just people are crazy that's <laughs> I mean, true so. can you can but can you necessarily save okay and i want to make sure once again that we're, i'm very clear i'm not saying that yep. facebook shouldn't have done anything but can you save everybody because like you said you, like your kids playing uh playing roblox Fuck, if you play any online game at all, like you play uh, Madden, whatever. You play NBA 2K, sure. or whatever it is, you know how it is. You're going to get a bunch of racists. You're going to get a bunch of misogynists. You're going to get a bunch of whatever that come on the platform and do and say ridiculous shit. But, I mean, but that's that's the world we live in. And if this is the metaverse, you can't necessarily carve out a world from the real world and not expect it yeah, to filter in. You get what I'm gonna, saying? It's going to be a slippery slope, you know, clearly. Nah, that's why I said you're going to have to implement police in the meta. <laughs> so you're going to have yeah, digital cops, yeah, the cops police. Mm-hmm. I mean, and who is that going to be? Is that just going to be the programmers? <laughs> that's gonna be, yeah, like, who's going to be the police in the meta? It's going to be the Facebook motherfuckers to be banning people and shit when you use terms that you should be Yo. using. The meta is already scary. It's already weird. Yeah, the whole, the whole weird thing is already. We've already six, seen that Facebook years is going to be fucking a Ready Player One. That's what they're aiming uh-huh. for. That's what they're aiming for is to be Ready Player I mean, One. You're going to live. Best case scenario, though. You said what? I was going to say that's, that's best, best case, scenario. case scenario. If it's Ready and, Player One. And you saw how bad Ready Player One was though too. But Google, if that's best. <laughs> case but I think there's a worst case scenario here too. I think that okay. would be yeah. like the yeah. best case scenario. So what's the, the worst, worst case, case scenario? The worst case scenario is people getting gang raped and shot and killed. And stuff like that. You don't see that on no Ready Player One orgies in the middle of the points. <laughs> it's coming though. 
you, you, you have you have a point. <laughs> you have a point there. Oh, no. <sighs> What's that new movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds? Free guy. Oh, oh free guy. Too, man. Free guy. Free guy. Yeah. Yeah, free guy, yeah, free guy was it's funny, man. Free guy was my, funny. My, my kids, my kids fucking love that shit too, man. <laughs> yeah, that shit was funny. Yeah. Well, was, think about that. that instead of the the standard like uh, characters that you kill and stuff aren't just in the game. Those are real people. So you have people in there killing and robbing and mm. doing all that stuff for mm. fun. So free guy is funny, but that's the bad part of the metaverse. Where you just going in there and, and when you get killed in the metaverse, what do you your avatar just come back? Well, you know these, yeah. these white males are crazy anyway. You know they do. Do you, do you think that type of do you think that type of shit? Uh, and we'll we'll move on from it from after this point. Do you think the metaverse and the things that could possibly happen in the metaverse? As we're talking about these gang rapes, the killings, and all that other stuff. Do you think it can desensitize people from what actually goes on in the real world? I think motherfuckers are already desensitized, bro. Yeah. I think they're just acting out what they feel. Like I don't think yeah, video yeah. games and stuff change people. Like when I was young, I experienced all that stuff. It didn't change the way I think. I think people are already thinking that way, and it just lets them get more open to bringing those feelings out. I mean, if if it wasn't a video game or something, it's like kids back in the day when they didn't have, they just kill birds and mess mm. with snakes. I mean, it's already inside. Yeah, I mean, they're they're often. I mean, these, these things don't 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 engender these don't, don't inspire these things they often reveal these aspects of them. yeah or reflect them mm. yes welcome 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 what's up what's up what is up back once again it is the incredible in the black podcast and in case you weren't aware this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering all from the perspective of three grown-ass men who are not stuck in virtual reality I am your host, Big O, Mr. In the Black. Thank Show, God. But you know, <laughs> you know, I can never do this alone, even though sometimes I want to. Let me introduce the rest of my uh, my network team. Crush, say what's up. What's good, everybody? L, say hello. My network team? You're not an IT person. Just go ahead and say hello. God damn. <laughs> All right, all right. I mean, I'm sorry. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Y'all good? And joining us okay. tonight, man, is the homie B. Reed. B. Reed, what's up, baby? <laughs> How you doing, man? <laughs> if you're checking this out yeah, on YouTube, yeah. make sure you follow us. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit the thumbs up button. It's a small gesture, but it goes a long way. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But do us a favor. Come over and join the family. I'll tell those folks how they can do that. Man, head on over to our website, man, www.intheblackpodcast.com. Uh, you can see that shit on the screen right there. It's become a family. I don't know why it's still become family. I still, isn't like, isn't there a word missing there? Like become a member of the family or some shit like become family. I, I don't know. Just, I mean, I just, that. just go ahead and read. I'm sorry. Saying. I just, how about join the family since it's on the next screen. Anyway, you can click that tab right there, man. It's a number of things that you know you can actually do there you can buy some of our outdated swag that we're currently working on upgrading so just know that soon it's going to be some different shirts probably going to be that same motherfucker with the beard on that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. the stock because he's photos are going everywhere to be the same. that is everywhere <laughs> his name is malik too by the way he's <laughs> everywhere <laughs> you can see him everywhere like damn it this motherfucker get around you get paid anyway 
There's two things that you can do to support independent black media. Like my man Malik. Yo, shout out to Malik. Independent black media, man. You can donate directly to us via Cash App, dollar sign, in the black PDCST. We really appreciate that. But one of the things that we're really looking to do to maintain our independent status so we don't sell like like the Roland Martins and things like that is become a member of our Patreon account, right? There's a number of dope tiers that we got, man. You can get a lot of dope stuff, uh, the off the cuff stuff. It's some phenomenal stuff. And again, we are black, 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 black. Unlike own, there's so many different things that you can actually do with us. <laughs> so go ahead, come through and support what we're doing here at In the Black Podcast. That's a wild advertisement. They should have never gave you. They should have never <laughs> gave you niggas internet. Should have never gave you niggas. And we save the white kids. Marketing likes them. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> can't can't do anything about Should have never. Every, I, I've been trying to get fired for like two years now. And I'm keep selling, keep selling the shit. They keep selling the shit like dope. Keep selling the shit. At least. What can I do? All right, tonight's black box letter is actually something that's been going on in mainstream media, but I've been getting a lot of pings from you guys anyway. Uh, one of the homies, Jeffrey, wrote in, I hope you guys are going to talk about Joe Rogan and his bullshit, whether Spotify should be getting him off of their platform or not. What do you guys think about that? So we're going to... If you are not aware and you've probably been living under a rock, Joe Rogan has been under fire from pretty much everybody for a host of different shit. At first, it started off as Joe Rogan giving misinformation about the coronavirus on his show, and people started pulling other artists, white artists that I'm not really familiar with, but other artists started pulling their music off of the platform. Fast forward to this past Monday, India Irie releases an IG reel where she's saying, hey, it's all good and dandy why these folks are dropping their music from Spotify because of Joe Rogan. But this is the reason why I'm dropping my music from Spotify. And if you haven't seen it, we're going to show you a clip of Joe Rogan saying nigger repeatedly like he's auditioning for a fucking Quentin Tarantino movie. So here it goes. Like, you know the nigger thing yeah saying the word nigger oh, you've already said nigger d is just like nigger well, saying nigger she's calling you a nigger it's like this boy that he's a nigger but starts calling them niggers word nigger there should be a word like nigger especially like the word nigger that's our nigger about niggers he says nigger guy a nigger and there are niggers start saying nigger i'll use the word nigger out the word nigger see nigger word nigger say nigger and you couldn't say nigger and most nigger <laughs> Damn, that was, that was too many niggers for me, bro. Damn, you can't even show this one. Damn, you damn. Damn. went twenty niggers deep. I'm like, yo, oh, God, damn. Hey, he, right, he mixed shit. it up too. It was a nigger, 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 nigger. nigger. He, 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 With he hand movement, that shit. God, oh, damn. shit. This motherfucker played the what whole you, clip geez. too. Like, yo, he had to, <laughs> like. God. One nigga was good, bro. I mean, I, like nah, 78 niggas in there. Yeah, you had, the you had to feel the weight of this trade. That was, that was, you had to feel the weight. It was more niggas left. I know, I know there was. That wasn't even a full jump, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, there, there, there was some more niggas left. Like three or four more niggas in there. God damn. That ain't even counting. Wow, Sheik J. The, the, the apes, I mean. Jesus oh, that's Christ. 
Bobby, I hate your goofy ass. Shut the hell up. Hey, it was wild. There was some, there was some more niggas in there. Goddamn. All right. So you heard you heard Joe Rogan. Shut the fuck up. Let me let me finish shit. So you heard Joe Rogan and all of the all of the niggas that he unleashed, and of course he got a bunch of backlash. Okay, um, enough backlash to the point that he had to issue a public apology, which he put on his Instagram. So let's take a quick listen to that. I'm making this video to talk about the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. There's a video that's out that's a compilation of me saying the N-word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast, and it's all smushed together, and it looks fucking horrible, even to me. Now, I know that to most people, there's no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years, but for a long time, when I would bring that word up, like if it would come up in conversation and stay, instead of saying the N word, I would just say the word. I thought as long as it was in context, people would understand what I was doing. I was also talking about how there's not another word like it in the entire English language. Because it's a word where only one group of people is allowed to use it. And they can use it in so many different ways. Like if a white person says that word, it's racist and toxic. But a black person can use it and it could be a punchline. It could be a term of endearment. It could be lyrics to a rap song. It could be a positive affirmation. It's a very unusual word. But it's not my word to use. I'm well aware of that now. But... For years, I used it in that manner. I never used it to be racist because I'm not racist. But whenever you're in a situation where you have to say, I'm not racist, you fucked up. All right. We've heard his apology. First question to you guys is, do you accept his apology? Fuck no. Except because I don't, I don't give a shit about Joe Rogan either way. Rogan either way, like I said, shit. Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan did exactly what I expect white people to do. So, so I I say this, man. The problem that I have with this is, it's because the whites have turned on Joe Rogan because he's talking about the anti facts and he's not doing what they're supposed to. Joe Rogan's been on the air since 2009. Some of those clips, that was before he was even popular. You can see those old YouTube clips before he even had money, before he had to upgrade his studio. This isn't something recent. Joe Rogan been saying nigga on his podcast for, and he's popular. That's why he got the $100 million deal. So people been knowing he's been saying nigga for years. Why is it a problem now? Why are we doing the clips now? Why are we trying to cancel Joe Rogan now? It's because, not because he's been saying nigga, not because he's racist. It's all because of this anti-vax and he's not going with the flow of the media and he's telling people not to get vaccinated. That's what it's about. It ain't about racism. Nobody gives a shit about racism because he's been saying this shit since 2009. Nobody said nothing. It's all about the anti-vax and him getting another $100 million deal with Spotify and now people are making a big issue about it. I don't give a shit because he's been saying nigga. I don't necessarily think he's racist. I think he's an arrogant asshole that thinks he can get away with whatever he wants. That's what I think. I think that when he keeps saying he didn't want to say the N-word because he thought he was above it. He's a comedian. He hangs out with black comedians. He hangs out in black circles. 
He thinks he's a friend that's invited to the barbecue and he can say it if he's not saying it in a negative context. That's why I kept saying it. Nobody ever checked him about it. He's been saying it. So why y'all trying to check him now? Hmm. You know, it's uh, it's it, it's always uh, it's always interesting when they try to say, uh, they try to plead that I was uh, I was I was using this in a a uh, academic or a uh, socially conscious context. You know, I was trying to be I was trying to be I was trying to be self critical. In fact, I'm like, yes, but perception is reality. Bottom line. I think it's I think it's it's fascinating to watch Joe Rogan come under the scrutiny that he's been under, right? I think it has a lot to do not only with uh his misinformation in regards to the vaccines, I think it has a lot to do also with mainstream media doesn't want alternative ideas out there, right? And that's not to necessarily defend Joe Rogan to say he's a hero or some shit, but I also think that mainstream media is not interested in having alternative thoughts out there. They literally want everyone to think and view shit the same. That doesn't mean that Joe Rogan is not an asshole for his behavior and some of the things that he's done. No, because you can do both, right? Both things can be right at the same time. He's still an asshole for doing that. Whether or not he's a racist or not, I don't give a fuck. I mean, I find it fascinating also is that Spotify didn't pull Joe Rogan off of their platform. Spotify pulled some of the shows yeah. of Joe Rogan like, off like 12, of the platform, 13 episodes or something, right? And the, 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 which is which is completely different. Now, if you'd have dropped Joe Rogan, but then if you drop Joe Rogan, you come under scrutiny for having a host of other shit on your podcast on your platform that motherfuckers may not even be aware that are actually on there, right? So you got to be careful with that type of scrutiny. But also at the same time, you notice that the moment that he became under the scrutiny for being on Spotify, other platforms came right out and offered this motherfucker millions of dollars to come on his platform. Yeah. So it's not as if not, you know again. He's not losing. He's not going to lose, right? Black folks came out and have been sweeping and mopping up his bullshit behind him, cleaning up, saying he's not racist. All his so-called black friends have come out and support. This this shit means nothing at all. I I just found this so fascinating how so many of us got so upset that Joe Rogan used nigger a bunch of times. Like, Uh, what do you expect this motherfucker to do? I do want to say that he's also in a unique position because when he signed his deal, he retained a lot of control of the rights to his podcast. So if you kick him off, he can always just go back to YouTube. He can start a Patreon. He he can start his own website because his following is going to follow him wherever. So he has all control of all his content. Yeah, he's that large. Yeah, Yeah. I think my... It's not going to be the first or last time that we ever hear a white person say nigger anywhere, right? Hardly. So people's people's outrage, understandable, but some of it is a little bit too much, right? You're the CEO of Spotify. Well, let's let's. I'm going Go to ahead. Let's, 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 let's take, take a step back. back. Mm. This is Steph Curry, bro. I, I am. And I'm, good with, I'm good with the shot, too. I'm good with the shot. So, Allegedly. So, that's, so, that's, not, that's not what your wife says. Kiss <laughs> 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 So, 
supposedly, allegedly, the reason why Spotify had the ability to take down those hundred and some odd episodes, okay, was because Joe Rogan had intentionally taken them down. So ultimately, it was his decision that made to them police himself. Up, to police himself, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Then ultimately, exactly. as we fast forward, the CEO of Spotify came out and said, even with all of the uproar and people asking them why they haven't taken him down yet, he's like, no, nah, we're not taking him down. He said, we're not taking him down because we don't think that in this moment, given what has happened, that it would be beneficial to silence our audience. And it goes back to what Elle said. Because if you silence Joe Rogan, that becomes a slippery slope. Where do you stop? Because what's going to ultimately happen, there are people that can be outraged about artists that say nigger on their, in their songs. Like, okay, let's take them shits down too. Then where do you leave it? And I don't, I don't think he should be silenced. I don't, I don't believe in cancel culture in, in, in that form of fashion. I don't think anyone's voice should be silenced. Why? The big issue is because of just what you just mentioned, the slippery slope, right? Where does it stop? Because as much radical things that people may say that we say on the air, like all it takes is for someone to One say, person, "Oh, you, you guys said you don't save little white girls." Cause, cause oh, which is true. But yeah, it's that slippery slope, man. So I don't believe in that pulling motherfuckers off the air type of shit. I just don't listen to motherfuckers that I don't agree exactly, with. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Just, just, just make a choice. You're not being you're not yeah. being forced make to make a choice. So my, my only mm. gripe with this entire situation, this insidious, disgusting situation. He's watching black people come out and cape for him. And we had the pleasure, the In the Black podcast had the pleasure of being on uh, another podcast the other night, straight to tape. And I'm going to recycle what I said then. Watching black people come out and cape for him has been the most egregious thing for me because white people don't Out of the whole situation. Out of the whole situation because white people don't need your saving. They're going to be all right without you. Whether you cape for them and tell people about their their high moral standards and all this, or the misconstruing of their, their personalities and their character or not, they're going to be fine. And I gave the reference on the show, and I'm going to give it again for our audience. In 2010, Mel Gibson was caught on tape in a dispute with his now ex-wife about a host of different things. And the original set of uh, recordings that came out was him leaving messages to his wife talking about Jewish people, very anti-Semitic stuff, some homophobic stuff, all of these things. The next set of tapes that came out, one of them was him telling his wife, I hope you die. Not only do I hope you die, but I hope you get gang raped by a pack of wild niggers. Wow. That's what Mel that's what Mel Gibson. And they can't be regular niggas. They gotta be wild. Regular, they gotta be wild. And it's a pack for them. <laughs> just for the record, I've never hung with a pack of wild pack niggas. Of wild niggas. <laughs> I know some wild niggas though. I know some wild niggas. I've been accused of being a wild nigga, but I've never hung Back in Howard, you know, around Nobody, homecoming, you might see one or two packs, you know what I'm saying, rolling around, but, you know. No, but for real, I mean, he said he hopes his wife gets gang raped by a pack of wild niggas. That was in 2010. By 2016, well, excuse me, let me let me rewind a little bit. 
between oh, you use a new word. Rewind. Okay, Rewind I see. You. Rewind is a new word. <laughs> Got to keep up. Got to keep up. So in 2010, there were all these think pieces that came out. Every commentator you can think of, every newspaper writer, every everything was like, nobody's going to work with Mel Gibson in Hollywood anyway. He's got such a stink on him after these recordings. Who's going to want to touch that? The industry doesn't need it. The industry doesn't need it. Mel Gibson's old and washed up. All these things that are basically like, okay, the industry was quote unquote canceling Mel Gibson. Come 2016, Mel Gibson puts out a movie called um, Heart Heartbreak Ridge, Hacksaw Ridge. It's yeah, Hacksaw, Hacksaw Ridge. Ridge. Yeah. Hacksaw Ridge. That movie was nominated for literally almost every category in the Oscars that year. And you telling me that Mel Gibson needed black people to cave for him or anybody to cave for him? They were talking about the end of his career. He came back in six years and made millions. And he's still about to make lethal Wep- another Lethal Weapon movie and the second Passion of the Christ movie. They're going to kill Jesus. It's called, it's, it's called Passion of the Christ, the Resurrection. Please. Oh, okay. Do, do, I, I'm not fucking with you. Go IMDb. It's right on the jump, man. You be all right. They're going to hang on there twice. What the hell? But that's what I'm saying. You, you, white people don't need black people to come out and start caping for them. And we don't care. We, we, we had this we had this debate ourselves. on we we can't even we're not even caping for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? For... When when black people cape for white people, they're literally caping for yeah. themselves. Individuality. Mm-hmm. Individuality. They're caping to remain close to yeah. white proximity. Mm-hmm. They're not caping out of that. So when you know my man, what is it? Darnell Rollins comes oh, out yeah. and he support he supports Joe Rogan and all these other motherfuckers come out. They're not supporting Joe Rogan because they're on some massive clean up the house type shit. They're trying to maintain their position close to the white folks. That's part okay. of what it is. I, and, but you know what they do in most of these cases is that they use their, and this proximity still, regardless of how you break it down, yeah. but they use their friendship as the sure. cover all and say, well, I'm yeah. his friend. Tiki Barber did the same him, shit. I've known him for donkey, exactly. I've known him for donkey number of years, so he can't be this way because he's treated yeah, yeah. me. He's treated me well. But then you have people like Andrew fucking Yang, who I used to support or I used to like, I should say. Come on, I was like he can't be a racist because he works and hangs out with black people every single day. I was like, Andrew, do you not understand how fucking racism works? Black people have been hanging around and having sex with white people for four hundred fucking years. Because we hang together, we work together. Yeah, yeah. So but that's kind of that's kind of the people in his circle has allowed him to say nigga and talk like that and say nobody punched like, nobody don't think it's a problem mouth, because bro. they never thought it was a problem we they don't know not, how yep. long he stopped saying the n-word and somebody just said man just say nigga and he's been saying nigga around him so he got on his platform and thought it was okay they know he say nigga because he say nigga around them it is not a big yeah. deal that's why it's not a man, big deal as- they know he say nigga as long as Dave Chappelle says it's okay for me to say nigga, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. It's gotta, right? be, it's gotta be okay. It's gotta be okay. He's gotten yeah. the he's gotten the pass. The nigga pass. That's that's another Nobody's thing. Never you know what out. I've always despised, and maybe it's just me being a fucking curmudgeon because that's very possible. But you I are a curmudgeon. I'm glad you I, I am. I, I, I am. I am. I can be a very big curmudgeon. But at the same time, I what I despise is these um proxy uh barbecue passes that we give out. To certain white people, like oh, they just cool enough they can come to the barbecue. 
Like they're cool enough that they can do and show they ass in any sort of way, and it's all right because we kind of kick it with them in this fashion. Like that has mm. never been. Bro, don't show up at my house, bro. It's like, oh yeah, slow so singing and flower bringing because you my see, because alarm see, starts ringing. Because you, what you think all white, the guns is for? I, 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 no, because you see some white, because you see a white dude that happens to dress a certain way or may quote unquote be an ally. It's like okay, yeah, we're just going to give out these passes to allow them to come into our safe into our space. Mind you, once again, many instances white people have never needed permission to enter black spaces. You know what I'm saying? They've never needed and I think permission the, to enter black spaces. Just to be just to be clear, right? Being in proximity to white people has not always been in our best interests. Even in the greatest of so-called white people, it's dangerous. It's literally can cost us our lives to be, unless right, unless 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 you're John Brown. No, unless you're of a certain class, black folk, then you can hang with white folks and do all that type of wild shit. Then you can be a Dave Chappelle. Then you can be, and even then, it's dangerous. Look at. but that idea, yeah, I've always lose hated favor. that. You lose favor, then you Bruh. lose all that support. You look at Wesley Snipes, Bill Cosby. Once you lose favor, you lose their protection. They ain't going to stand by you. You have, to, nope. you, have to, you have to kind of hover between that space where, you know, you're clearly not there for a handout because you're on your own, but you're not quite a threat to what they own. Yeah. Mm. But, but that's the difference, though, because like in a Joe Rogan, when he gets in trouble, he he's a threat to like their reputation, so they come and defend him. Mm-hmm. But if you're black and you're in that proximity, when you become a threat to their reputation, they don't come defend you. They throw you to the dogs. So that's the difference. You you're never as protected as you think. You think of all the black guys that were in thought they were in good and good circles. All it takes is for you to lose favor, and they're not going to come and defend you. But we always come and defend. The people that we're in proximity of because we're loyal, right? They're not black loyal to us no matter how close we are. Yeah, black people always look, per- perfect example. What just happened to Whoopi Goldberg? I don't think any of her white co-hosts came out and was like, nah, ABC should not have suspended her. Not one. No, they probably was sitting back in their car playing that damn Joe Rogan clip over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Finally. Finally. L, what do we have on deck next, man? What are we doing on next? Are we actually going to a topic or are we going sports and no, we're going to your topic. Why do you why do you, why do you act like you brand no, new? Because that wasn't that wasn't pre-show shit. That wasn't pre-show. So, okay, so oh, I, okay. Oh, oh, me, okay. What what do you oh you wanna take a step back? If you want to take a step back, you've already you've already said you've already said it back because this shit looks weird here. So what do you want to do? You go ahead and do it. Man, let's go ahead and do sports, bro. We had some big ass sports today. I mean, come we gonna act like Fucking Harden didn't get traded. Hey, hey, hey. Don't, don't just, don't just uh, <laughs> That's one of the reasons go. why we brought our Listen, That's one of the reasons why we brought the let's, big Let's be honest. This motherfucker is not a sports fan. He is not. B. Reed O is not a fucking sports fan. Why? Because I told you I hate Embiid? No, 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 no. I don't give a fuck about you hating Embiid. You hate okay. everything Philly just because you on that... <laughs> Corny's type shit, but but he's not a sports fan, so he's gonna have all of these off the wall ass 
points, perspectives, and he ideas. Might, he might have a point with that point. <laughs> 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 yes, he might have everything. Don't let this do. Don't let this do. Don't let this do. Don't let this do. Cold pizza skip. What? <laughs> Go ahead, B. Reed. Please jump. Fill us in. I'm going to be running some B roll yeah. while you're talking. So please talk. Tell yeah, us. About what, what tell us about the NBA trade, man. The NBA, because he don't know what the fuck happened. Shut the bro. hell up. Go ahead, B. Reed. Motherfucker, right here. What the fuck is well, this? As my man L's already said, I mean, we had one of the biggest trades in the NBA. I personally didn't think it was going to go down, but you had Harden yeah. get traded to the Philadelphia 76. Is a trade that should have been done probably months ago um the the nets ends up getting um what the, uh the nets <laughs> the nets end up getting uh ben simmons who hadn't played for the sixers they got seth curry they got two first round picks and andre drummond they're drumming they're getting the <laughs> the sixers are getting back james harder and paul Millsap. all i can say about that trade is man the Nets really got over on the Sixers, man. They really forced their hand to get all those assets just for James Harden, who was probably going to be a free agent in the offseason anyway. Uh, I would have went ahead and traded Tobias Harris. I would No way I would have gave up all those assets for one player. That's the biggest trade that happened in the NBA. I mean, I'm still kind of shocked that it even that they even pulled it off, especially with James Harden forcing their hands. I mean, James Harden was really trying to force his way out for the second season in a row on another team. And another just team. the situation, just the situation of Joel Embiid being in his prime, being the best player in NBA right now, they were stuck in not being able, not wanting to. I mean, he's not, he's only healthy so many years, right? Yeah, this yeah, is his second yeah, yeah. year healthy. You that's can't true, waste true. that. That's true. I and it forced that. the it forced the Sixers hand. And the Nets, man, props to them. And they stood strong. They wasn't getting strong on them. They wasn't letting Harden strong on them. They didn't mm -hmm. care what's going on in the media. They got everything they want. The only thing they didn't get was Matisse Thybul, and that still cost the Sixers two first round picks and but, Andre Drummond. But that's the thing that got me though. How does the 76ers start off the beginning of the season talking about they not letting because we already know Golden State said that they were going to pick him up. But they weren't trying to give up all of these picks that the 76ers wanted. How do you end up starting saying you're taking every draft pick and you want a one for one champion, um, one for one all star and all this other shit for him, and then end up giving away draft picks? Number well, the one, biggest, on. well, the, the, it's it's not it's first round draft picks, right? So the first the 2022 draft. Mm -hmm is a guaranteed lock first round pack. And then the subsequent one is a projected one, meaning if they fall in a certain win-loss mm -hmm. status, that it may not be as high as that. But the big reason why they couldn't do the one-for-one, one, because I think both would have wanted the one-to-one, one, is money, right? Because of Harden's salary and the amount of money that Harden makes, Harden makes, what, 44 or 42 a 42 season? Million, I think. Well, that's Right. That's next year, though, there was only a difference of about two point seven million dollars. They could have so just put between those two. They could have just put Danny Green in there. They didn't have to give up all those other assets. That's yeah, yeah. The net, that's the Nets. That's, and again, the <laughs> Sixers was in a spot where, what you going to do? Like you could have, you could have waited, but you would literally, because of Joel's injury history. No, no, no. There's inconsistency. Don't do that shit. Now let's not be. Not, not. 
Motherfucker's been the most dominant player in the NBA. Inconsistent. Go ahead, my guy. Right. You, 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 <laughs> you just hate I know you're Philly, Philly sensitive. Philly sensitive. Yeah, when it comes to that motherfucker right there, like Joel has been true blue, <sighs> bro. Like the most dominant. You can't afford to waste a full season of not having another legit second scorer. Like you have to have. You couldn't waste this year. So they took and rolled the dice and getting Harden, a older Harden, a more out of shape Harden, mm. with a hamstring injury Harden, mm. a Harden that you're going to end up having to pay, who did opt in, meaning that he's going to be with them next year, but then he's going to be, you know, up for that big ass contract. Will he be making sixty plus million dollars a fucking year? Like you ain't had no choice here. Like okay, if okay. you want a legit star, you let me, had let me to ask, take Let me Harden. ask you this then. Let me ask you this then. Even though I hate the trade, like I've been on record. Saying I know. I, I know you've been you've been saying that all since since the news broke. Excluding, excluding the additional pieces, let's just say it was Harden for Simmons. Would you have Six been fine? Would you would All you have been fine with All that? Day. All day. Yeah. All day. I mean, even the, the thing is, is like if you do Harden for Simmons, that's a that's a no-brainer. But the Nets knew that. The Nets knew that they had all the leverage. Like it, the Sixers can't afford to wait. The biggest thing about this is we have to look at the NBA landscape. There's no dominant team. Last year, the Nets missed. The championship literally by Kevin Durant's toe being on the line and Harden, mm-hmm. Harden having a hamstring injury. You you don't know who's coming out the West. There's no LeBron Lakers. You're, the Golden State Warriors are just coming back, but they're not the people don't remember them being as dominant as they were before, right? So mm-hmm. so it's kind of wide open. You can't let Joel be dominated mm-hmm. the NBA like this. It was only like two and seasons. then I don't know how people's memory is so terrible though, dog. I mean, they had the season when they when uh when Kevin Durant got hurt, and then the following subsequent season. Because there were no other pieces around, it's like it's not that long. Like it was that long ago that they were winning championships. Who? Yeah, but but you but they're the not Warriors. as healthy. And they're not as young. Yeah. You got Clay Thompson coming back off yeah. ACL. You have Draymond Green, Draymond, who's still older, injured and slower. older. You know what I'm saying? Steph Curry's older. I mean, you don't know if they're going to be able to hold up. A lot of right. the reason why they were as dominant as they were, they had an unprecedented amount of health during those two or three seasons run. They they didn't get injured at all. So all of it kind of came raining yeah, down on them at did. once. Yeah. Right. Last year, Giannis won it by himself. I mean, you had Trey Young, damn near go to damn the finals. So you have to, you have to, yeah. you have to go for it now. I mean, your competition at the top of the East is you have the Chicago Bulls and the Miami Heat. Like I'm a Heat fan, so I'm rolling. But I mean, you put Harden with Embiid, you gotta. <laughs> You know what I mean? And then you get to the finals, man. you don't know who you're facing because you don't know who's coming out of the West. If you Are get you that sold Phoenix on that team, that's food. I'm not sold, sold on, on Embiid and Harden. Yeah, I'm not sold on it. Oh, I because am. I'm not sold on it oh, because yeah. I don't. I don't think we're gonna I, get. I know what he did in Houston, like when he wanted to get his way out, and when he first got into Brooklyn, uh, like he got into shape and all that other stuff. But I don't see Harden coming back being. If Harden hard. gives us twenty, ten, and eight that he's been given all fucking seasons so far, that is better than eight, our, our second score. Tobias has been inconsistent. Tobias has given us one night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you, you, when, you, you pretty much mm-hmm. added somebody because y'all they hadn't had Ben Simmons all year. Yeah, you pretty much just replaced Harden with Seth Curry. I mean, you play Seth Curry with Harden. So whatever we they never were had a before, shot creator. Like <laughs> yeah. Now, at the end of the game, yeah. I want to look at the flip side of this though. Now, they just made the Nets a lot better because. The Nets just got a lot better because what you did was they had a massive hole at center. 
a massive hole at center, and you just gave them Andre Drummond. You just gave them a Ben Simmons at 6'10", and he doesn't have to shoot because he has nothing but shooters around him. Yeah. He can literally do play, whatever he was doing defense. and kick it to Kyrie yeah. and Kevin Durant and let them shoot yeah. open shots all day. He can defend the point nose. guard all the way to yeah. center. Like, so. if they get the chemistry together, it's going to be a nightmare because he doesn't mm. have to score. It's not a Joel mm. Embiid situation. Yeah, he didn't have to mm. score. Yeah, you and I think the one that, thing was beef, and that's why they, they ended up going their separate ways. Yeah, Kyrie and and I think but I thought they were all boys, though. I thought that was like part mm, of the whole agenda was nah, Kyrie, not nobody, bro. Kyrie's, Kyrie's not nobody's boy, bro. <laughs> New, yeah. and that's the biggest. That's the biggest thing. Kyrie's the key. If Kyrie is there and he's playing full time with Simmons, who has his head on, mentally is able to play because I think that's a concern. Him, you don't know when Ben Simmons is coming to play. Like you don't know when he's going to be he's showing up to play with the Nets, bro. I think I, I don't think he's going to clear bro. up soon. It's going to clear up already. It's already cleared up. Like he's ready. He's, <laughs> on, he's on the highway. He's on ninety five right now, headed up the road. <laughs> <laughs> Hop skipping. The See, Kyrie, he was there yesterday. Kyrie, what are you talking about? He probably stupid. does. He's stupid. Kyrie's the key. Kyrie is the key, though, man. Unless Kyrie is able to play full time, I don't think the Nets are going to be able to do because in the playoffs it's going to be the same thing. But in the playoffs, the best part about that is both Kyrie and Kevin Durant have played with a player like Ben Simmons. You had KD with a Russell Westbrook. You had Kyrie play with a LeBron James. They both know how to play off the ball and get open shots. So you can you can let Ben Simmons be Ben Simmons. Yeah, you don't he's have to force him yeah, into a role. You just need Ben Simmons to rebound, take it and run, yep. kick the ball and transition, and play, play defense. defense. Yeah. He can he can score his two points a game. He doesn't have to shoot one yeah, three yeah. Just let him play his game. I've never hated an athlete as much as I hate that motherfucker, man. Really? <laughs> Why do you dislike Ben Simmons? He's just a, he's just a because weirdo. He, nah, because he fucking quit, bro. Yeah, he did. He quit. He did. That's like he quit, and I, you just can't do that, man. And I think that was probably one of like a lot of teams wanted him on a squad, and I'm surprised that part didn't come up a lot. When I'm listening to NBA draft talk all day today after the trade, everybody was talking about Harden pushing himself out of you know two teams, but what nobody really mentioned the fact that Ben Simmons quit. On the Sixers, bro. Like literally, I think they've been quit. saying that ever since the dude said he wasn't going to play. That's yeah, ben, ben Simmons pulled the the biggest light skin shit you can pull off. Bro, like, like he just he, just he is going to the light skin Hall of Fame though. He is. Yeah, he, is. <laughs> he said, "Y'all can find me. I know I make yeah. thirty. I take the six, and I, I take chill the six. in my, my mansion. And in I'm going to get engaged. I'm going to get engaged right in Philly while y'all at the, bro, the you gym ain't seen practice. A clip of him doing a layup, a workout." Eating, he ain't talked about basketball. <laughs> you know, what I'm everything you, see, you heard was from his agent. That's you don't even know he's hooped. But when you talk about when you're talking about money, there's no other person. I mean, you got to go through the agent. I'm not going to say anything that's going to jeopardize your bread. Just keep it quiet. But it's dangerous because he doesn't seem like he cares about money. Yeah, I don't he think he care cares. About the money. Money. I I don't know if he doesn't care because I mean everybody cares about money, but I think he was Bro, willing. I think he was willing to take that risk. Find? He was willing to I take don't know that risk. He cares. He cares, I but think everyone's there was a quote saying that he doesn't care how much he gets fined. I think no, Rich Paul cares yeah. of his percentage. Rich exactly. Paul cares. <laughs> he got fined twenty million dollars, though, bro. He'll make it back. He'll make it back. 
He's oh, not yeah. going to catch a ball, LeBron, 20, but he's going to make some. He's, he's, hey, he's we, we in two different tax brackets. He's going to get that money back. He's going to get that money back. He's going to be one of the monsters in three. He's got it. LeBron's going to get him a stars reality show. They're going to make that money back. He's going to make that money back. He's going to make that money back. All right, so we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, man. This coming Sunday, February 13th, is Super Bowl what? 50, 50, what is it? I don't keep up with the numbers. I have no clue. Okay. My, my Roman numbers is, are terrible. <laughs> but anyway, the Los Angeles Rams are going to be playing the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> that still sounds fucking weird. <laughs> but the Cincinnati Bengals. Do you guys care about the Super Bowl? And if 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 you don't care, why don't you care? Because I don't I'm, particularly. I'm going to watch it, but I don't particularly care. Like I'm not. Oh my god, Super Bowl! Like I've been in the past years. Like again. I just, I'm just not there with it, and neither one of the teams are like, woo, standout mm, teams that have that you. real appeal to it. But I am pulling for the Rams, right? Why? I'm pulling for the Rams for two players, motherfucking Donald, because I love Donald. I think Donald is just a fucking monster, and OBJ. I want to see OBJ, bro. I'm pulling for OBJ to get fucking Super Bowl MVP. Hmm. I want him to catch and have the best game of his life because of how dirty he was done in, motherfucking in New York and in fucking Cleveland. I he man, I want him to get a fucking ring. Outside of that, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I, I love Donald, but I actually think this is a very, very interesting Super Bowl matchup because what you really? have here is somebody that you have a team that built through the draft and you have a, the best money team can buy in LA. So you have you have a team that's pretty much sacrificed their whole future, all of their in the cash, Rams. in the Rams and, yep. and draft picks. The Rams have sacrificed everything to build. Everything. This is the version of the the Miami Heat playing the Dallas Mavericks. This is yeah. that in, in, in the Super Bowl form, if you really think about it. Like, they, yeah. if, if they don't win in this three-year window before all these salaries hit, that team is going to be awful because they've, they salvaged their future. And then you yeah. have the Cincinnati Bengals, who's been awful for 40 years. And then they, they They've been awful since old been alive, bro. That's <laughs> long <laughs> and so you got a young Joe Burrow. You got a Jamar Chase. You have this young team. That light skin shit. That's they light really just stuck to the plan, and I I, I want to see the Bengals beat them because if they beat them, it's like the Mavs beating. It's just a, a massive upset because the salaries are all on the Rams. Everything on paper says the Rams should win. If the Bengals yeah. win, it's just gonna be crazy. I'm rooting for the Rams to win because they just beat the Chiefs, which nobody thought they could do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I'm rooting for the – and plus, you know, I'm an OU fan. The Bengals got Perrine and uh, Mixon back there. So they get they yeah, fan with yeah. the Homer over here. What the hell? Come on, dog. <laughs> Don't even do that shit. Now, nah, man, I, I want the Rams to pull this thing off. And I think much like, much like a lot of people, I think I want it for OBJ. Like to see how not only has he been drugged out by the teams, the New York Giants, and by the Cleveland Browns, but just the media in general has really like dragged him around, forgetting that this dude, when he had his quote unquote issues, he was like 24 years old. What 24 year old dude with millions of dollars in a pocket ain't going to act some sort of way or at least be un I won't say unhinged, but at least express himself in a certain way. 
Outside of that, he's been hurt for the most part and trying to play catch-up. And, and his issues and his issues weren't issues that were off the field where he wasn't Thank committing you. no crimes. He wasn't doing no – he was getting upset on the sideline, cussing folks out, throwing shit on the sideline. But I think when it comes to the game, the one thing I do like, and B. Reed did a phenomenal comparison between the two squads, the, the money squad and the, the homegrown squad, is the – I like Matt Stafford. I've loved to see Matt's what he's done in the playoffs. The way he... <laughs> <laughs> you said like you a hate man. Matt Stafford was fucking overrated. I hate Matt. I hate that he went. That's, that's that Bo Monty shit. That's like, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. But I love the way Bo. I love the way that Matt Stafford has played in the playoffs, man. I thought it was. I mean, he's played consistent. Yeah. I didn't think Joe Burrow played overwhelmingly well against the Chiefs. I think it was more along the lines that I don't know what the fuck happened with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, <laughs> yo, but I look at that one game where they played when they played who they played with. They played the Titans and they gave up motherfucking nine sacks to the mm -hmm. Titans. And I don't think the Titans D line is as good anywhere close as Rams. Good Rams. D line. So I think that's the one area that I'm concerned about when it comes to the Bengals. How y'all motherfuckers are gonna stop that D line? Okay, even on, outside of the D line, that, those, those, who's gonna stop who's gonna stop Cooper Cup? Triple crown winner, who's gonna stop Cooper Cup in that damn secondary? I mean, who's gonna stop Jamar Chase? And if you stop Chase, then you really you said like white tight end. I mean you only got one. Jalen Ramsey can only guard one of them. And that's, yeah, all he, that's, that's, that's the only person he needs to guard. That's the nah, only person he needs to guard. Don't do that, bro. No, because nah. what's, what's what's the Ebo dude's name? Uzama Uzama is not is not even. I don't think he's playing. He's not even a factor. I mean, we talking, we're talking about, about Uzama's been a beast this whole fucking season. Higgins, Boyd, <laughs> Chase, the white tight end. And you mixing got out of the backfield. Out the backfield, you got Perrine Pound. Like that offense is legit. I'm more concerned about legit, bro. the offensive yeah. line and some of the play calls from Zach Taylor. Kind of like he gets a little too aggressive and does a little too much. That that concerns me. But I will say, I mean, you, you talk about how good Matt Stafford played, and everybody was talking about that tart missed interception. I don't think that I don't think that Matt Stafford played well. Because no, Ben Jefferson was wide you, the fuck open with three really, steps, you really and he threw that shit way to the right, like he was dyslexic. <laughs> you really just hated shit. that. Like, and, hate that no, 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 no. He did. He didn't play overly well. <laughs> no, no, he, I think the one thing that he did make is he did make a couple of plays when he had when to. He had to. Plays right. Especially when I think that's what separates. That, that was yeah. Really that's what separates him from. I mean, that separates a good quarterback from a regular oh, NFL yeah, quarterback. Is having to make the play. Did he make the plays, or did they just decided guard Cooper Cup one on one? You see this nigga, you fucking hate that. Hate that. You see tomato, I see tomato. I mean, I, I it's both red they, and juice. Did they see like get a hold of Joe Rogan's phone number real quick? Leave a bunch of niggas on your voicemail, dude. With no help, with a nigga, 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 all over. All right, we're gonna so because Crush has been mad quiet this whole time, and we can understand it. So I want to bring him into the conversation. Something a little bit separate from. Slightly separate from the Super Bowl, but still pertaining to football. Okay, what do you guys think about the Miami Dolphins' new head coach pick? <laughs> the reason why I'm asking is because you saw the way they announced him. 
that he is a multiracial whatever whatever so 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 basically what they were saying is hey blacks we hired one of you he doesn't look like y'all but trust me he's one of you so what do you guys think about this pick this hire man you should have had a clip of of what did he say in the press conference today trying to reference to that welcome to miami he used the the dude kept saying, he's like, this is my fifth welcome to Miami. I'm just waiting for you to say a little part. So he used like a Will Smith song. He's out here really trying to validate his blackness. I think before he said something he, like the Mike Jones clip. But he, doesn't, but he doesn't call himself black, though. No, he calls hey, himself racial. He doesn't call himself black. Yeah, that's, not on hey, that's not on the census. Stephen Ross got with hey, him and said, we need to change that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you see the picture of his family? Like him and his family, him and his wife and his kid on an airplane. <laughs> Motherfucker white. Like, okay. <laughs> you can't really Bruh. find the background about his dad and his mom to see like yeah. the percentages. Because they keep, you I know what always ends up being the case is when people bring up, and I'm not rightly or wrongly, when people bring up his multiracialness, they always like, okay, so w- what is he? And it's like, oh yeah, his dad said, is black. They just announced him as a minority hire. They didn't minority say hire. black hire. They just said a minority hire. Yeah, they said a minority, a minority hire. I, I, I dig it. Which is the, he's definitely got some minority in him. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by that. Especially, I'm not surprised that it's Miami that did that. Let's not forget, this is the same Miami team that asked Des Bryant whether his mom was a prostitute. This is the same Miami team that said they didn't hire uh, Mike Tomlin because he was too hip-hop. And if you guys know who Mike Tomlin is, that's the last thing I think of, like herb, like that's the last thing I think about. When I think about Omar, Omar Epps. <laughs> yeah, that, that nigga. That, that nigga. Yeah. It's like, and not to mention they've got drug addicts now. I think it was with assistant head coaches out there got caught sniffing cocaine somewhere out in public and shit. So I'm like, I'm not well, surprised that Miami. Well, that, that's true. Come on, man. That's, <laughs> that's like true. A Wednesday. But come on, but I mean, yeah. you, 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 I mean, like, but in public, though, like, how do you, how do you get hemmed up? Nigga? It's like, lunch. They probably served at a Starbucks. It came with a yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me get a blonde roast with two lines, please. Uh, <laughs> to go, by the way, to go. Oh, you stupid ass to go. The lines are free. <laughs> who, do you, who do you think should have gotten that job? I mean, you should. I mean, Brian Flores shouldn't have got fired from the job. That's they should have let two ago. I mean, we're talking about who should have gotten a job. I mean, outside of that, I don't know who should have got the job. I don't know if he's a bad hire. I mean, you know what I mean? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I mean, NFL is going to do what they should have do, but yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Flores shouldn't have got fired, and Flores should be working. Flores should have a job. Every coach that got hired, none of those coaches were more qualified than Flores. I don't care if they had coached before. The new hires, the coordinators, nobody was more accomplished and did what Flores did with a Miami team that was. Dead. Nobody even wanted that job. He made Max. it a, a job. Made it a destination. Yep. He made it a destination. Nobody wanted a Miami Dolphins job before. And he was actually right when he said he didn't want to to it. He shouldn't have took to it. He should have took Herbert. They should have tanked and moved up and got Burrow. They should not have taken to it. And if I'm a head coach and a black head coach, I don't want to tie myself to Tua either because they're going to sign Tua. They're going to be ass and they're going to fire him anyway. They're going to fire him anyway. Yeah, so I mean, I I don't think that anything that he did was wrong. I don't think that he should have tanked because that goes on his record. That goes on his resume. So he's not. he shouldn't do a bad job. He should win. He shouldn't have supported Tua because he sees Tua every day. He knows if he can win with Tua. 
I think he should have got the Bears job. I think he should have got the Giants job. I think he should have got any open job that's out there. Now, um, this lawsuit, man, we know how the NFL do. It's a boys club. <laughs> we might not see him coach no more, but I yeah. don't I don't blame him for standing up because that Rooney mm. rule is bullshit. And it's funny, the person that developed the Rooney rule, the Steelers, they have like the longest standing black coach. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, But you, you got to have the longest standing black coach when you when your dad's the one that fucking came up with the damn rule in the first place and shit. Like, I mean, you don't like, really have to. Let's not do that. I mean, come on. I, Get what I'm you, you get what I'm, let's, you get what I'm saying. It would have been a it would have been a let's let's keep it all the way funky. It would have one, it would have been a black eye on the Steelers. Two, it would have been ridiculous for them to let go of Mike Tomlin for any reason when he has never had a losing season. Yes. So but then the other fascinating side of Tomlin is Tomlin has always had his hands or his ability to bring on coordinators and things along those lines and he has a really shitty track record of bringing on black coordinators is that right okay? yeah and matter of fact i think austin who he just hired who was the secondary uh secondary coach he just hired as the defensive coordinator terrell austin who you've heard his name mentioned in the florist stuff is his first black head coaching i mean flo uh first coordinator hire as a black man yeah, he doesn't have a history. Just because he was a black coach and has a great record, he always hired older white yeah. coordinators to be his folks. Never a black dude. You know that now sounds look, like now, some Rahe that sounds like some Raheem Morris shit. You heard what he said. Now right? I will say in Thomas' defense, he usually hires like like you said, older dudes, old school dudes that with mm -hmm. head coaching or high level assistant coaches. And, yep. and that's the problem is is you don't. Like we talk about head coaching, but the problem really isn't in head coaching. The problem is assistant coaches, coordinator positions. Like you've heard some of these assistants come out and say they're literally are the position coaches that are training some of these young white assistant coaches to come up and end up Take being head coaches. So yeah, a lot of these job. people yeah. that are taking head coaching jobs trained under some black position coach coordinator like they're training these white yeah, coaches that's the reason why they're coaches. bringing in uh what's the name what's what's old boy's name that um that they're bringing in for the houston texans we were just talking about it the other day lovey smith but they're forcing him lovey josh mccown is it josh mccown yeah, yeah. but that's why they're bringing lovey him in smith, like i'm tired of these retread coaches there's no way that come lovey on smith. dog he was accomplished dog and you know not too many yeah. black coaches get a get a second chance he well, he, he, he went to the fucking Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. That's not accomplished for you. Come on, bro. That's that doesn't he give was you. Literally one a, of that doesn't give you. Okay, hold on, hold on. But that does not guarantee you future head coaching jobs because you went to the Super Bowl one time. That doesn't mean that you're a great coach. In Don't do that. What was hold record? In comparison to a whole bunch of these other white coaches, that's no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that okay, not so at all, but I'm saying Jim Caldwell shouldn't get another head coaching job. No, I think Jim Caldwell should have never got fired. What he did That's for Peyton thing. Manning, what he okay. did for he all did these for other quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford, what he did, yeah, facts. Yeah, but my I mean, point is, sure. is Lubby is in a in a good circle. Like you only have certain coaches that get get recycled. <laughs> Lubby is one of those coaches. Hugh Jackson used to be one of those coaches. There are certain Romeo coaches Pinnell. that. Are, yeah, you know there's certain they coaches that are in the, the foot, though. in the city, but it doesn't matter. They continue to get jobs, they continue to get opportunities, they continue to get interviews. But you, young coaches aren't getting those same same opportunities. You'll get a recycled black coach to to take that job. 
But but you, you know, know but these young guys are still offensive. But these folks yeah. are still hold on, hold on though. But you these black coaches that you're talking about fall into two categories. One, they're always going to be coordinator. They're going to continue to be recycled as coordinators. Or two, they pick up somebody like Hugh Jackson that they know is going to fall in line and lose games and take that L with a smile on his face. What you think Lovey going to do? You think Lovey coming into the win games? With the Texas? I, I don't I don't know how to call it cuz I have I have some I think I think the coach Lovey. What was his I don't, name? I, don't know how to call it. I think he got fired for winning too many games. <laughs> I think they played a little too hard. Why you got so much love for Lovey? What what does Lovey do to you, bro? Send you a present for your wedding day? What the fuck's going on? He helped. He helped to build up that Bears defense that led them to the Super Bowl. You gotta respect. You gotta respect that man. You gotta respect that because the Bears defense and that Bears team was straight trash before he got there. Bro, I've never Damn. kept track of the Bears since 80 fucking five, so I have no idea <laughs> what he built up. You, like, you, you, you an asshole. Shuffle. Like, I don't fucking know what he you did. Asshole. Asshole. Whatever, if it wasn't Devin Hester running the ball back, I don't give then a you fuck. Didn't give him him <laughs> All right, right about now is the time we like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom uh, that you could take with yourself into the week. Crush, what's up, man? Man, I just want to send a shout out to, uh, to Snoop Dogg for apparently acquiring his old label, Death Row Records. And uh, very interesting uh, turn of events in his career. Um, he uh, recently acquired the brand uh, from, uh, from MNRK Music Group. And, uh, you know, everyone's very proud and excited. And he has a new album coming out um, uh, around this time. Of course, this is timely considering his, uh, his uh, upcoming performance. Um, I just thought, you know, it's funny to see his full circle moment for this particular artist. Uh, who's more than three decades in the game, and uh, it's, a, it's a nice little, uh, little, little, little high note for you know, black ownership out here. Not sure what it really means in the in the broader scheme of things, but we'll see. No doubt. Oh, what's up? Shit. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, shit. Be safe. Take care of yourself. Motherfuckers are still crazy out here. Uh, <laughs> no, really, man. Uh, shout out to Brother Locke's family out in Minneapolis, man. Uh, just keep those organizers and folks who are on the ground rallying and fighting for justice for that brother in your thoughts and prayers. Um, and just be careful out here, man. Uh, we didn't get a chance to review that case, and we will get a chance because it's not going anywhere. But just be mindful, man. And before I go, fuck Biden, by the way. Uh, Biden is on some bullshit. Fuck Al Sharpton. I can run that list. Fuck Al Sharpton. Fuck Dave Chappelle. Uh, Roland Martin. All these motherfuckers, man. Oh, it's throwing some quick, trash. I want to ask a quick question. Why did you say go fuck ahead. Dave Chappelle? I want to see if it's the same thing I'm thinking about. It's the same story. It's the same story. It's about, about him, him going to the city council okay. meeting yes. and saying, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. And the only reason that I didn't bring that up as a story earlier is because I, it, it has to be more. It has yes. to be something else. I dig it. I dig behind it. it. It has to be. It. He can't be that much of a piece of shit. It's possible, <laughs> though. Yeah, it, anyway. B. Reed, what's up? I sure do hate that y'all made me go behind L with the heavy shit because I was going to say <laughs> some silliness. But fuck it, I'm still going to say it. But still... Is not in good taste. <laughs> but anyway, shout out to the baby to let these young niggas know that on site, on site. Oh, Lord. Lord. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let, me, let me make sure to get everybody in the show. What the fuck, man? Oh, man, what? bro, that what shit crazy. That shit what's going on? You ain't seen that? No, what happened? I'm mad at my own heart, bro. I'm mad at my own heart. No, no, no. Stop. What happened? He was was trying to be a brother, but a dumb brother. Yeah, so the brother, what's that woman's name? I don't even know who the artist is. Danny Lee. Danny Lee. Danny Lee. Danny Lee. Danny Lee. You know, they had that baby mama situation with the baby. And when that was all going on, her brother jumped on the internet, was talking all this shit to the baby. Obviously didn't Google the baby. And didn't check his resume. So Who shot a motherfucker at Walmart. I mean, yeah, several niggas on site because of internet trash talk. Whoop somebody in the Louis store, nodded him all yeah, up. Yeah, he, he, he Bobby, up in the check his resume. So he was talking tough. He told baby it's on site. Whenever you talk to somebody like the baby like that, and they just say, I don't do that internet shit, we'll see you. That's kind of all he said. And yesterday or earlier today, he saw and they saw him in a bowling alley. And lump so him up. Bowling alley. And hey, and he, the baby, he the baby pulled up one on one. One on one. The only thing that saved him was that he actually went out on the the in the alley without shoes. The alley. And baby really couldn't get everybody his grip. Was, everybody <laughs> was flipping. Yeah. But he, he took Shout a bad one. And he's yeah, listen. Remember, fellas, remember, ladies and gentlemen, all the little kids are listening. On site means on site. <laughs> Not the internet okay. on site. On site, I see you. We don't yeah, need to talk about nothing. It ain't no. We talking about that before, bro. Negotiations. We said that before. Education. Yeah, when the old when the old heads says on site, it means physical education. You know what I'm saying? You burpees, you rats. He said it to me. He told the baby that. out there. God damn. And could not live up to his own standard. Damn. Got tossed around like a damn. <laughs> like a wet rag, and and it's just ignorance. Cause for one, I hear people saying like, "Oh, why they jump?" Listen, you don't approach the baby and not expect to get jumped. Like that is in their contract. <laughs> Nobody fights alone. If you're going in there so that's long, why they're there, bro. That's what they do. A, you thought you were gonna get a fair one? No, he might let yeah. you get off on him, but at no point in time are you gonna win. The best case scenario is you get a shot off on him, and you can say you get it, but you getting your ass beat. That's a fact. Now I'm gonna ha- so there's video of the ass whipping. I'm gonna have to go. Oh, yeah, there's a video. Damn, I'm gonna have to check it out. Now, all right. To be, to be, to be fair, I thought baby kind of kind of learned, you know, because then one day somebody's yeah. gonna be ready. Somebody's gonna yeah. Somebody's gonna be ready and not give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, he can't he can't keep doing that for forever. Well, he needs to slow that shit down. Like the baby stay ready though, bro. Yeah, well, we keep well, saying that, but I mean it yeah. ain't like that. You right about that? You right about that? I mean that means he's walking in Walmart packing. Yeah, all day. <laughs> in, in fairness to the baby, though, it was like somebody trying to sexually harass his daughter. So I can understand giving giving the dude a hot one for that shit. So I'm oh, no, 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 we 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 hot ones for that. Okay, I'm just saying that he had it on him. He stays. Oh, okay, no doubt. He was He didn't have to go searching. He was ready. He wasn't in the trunk. You know, it wasn't in the car. Right, he was ready for that. He was he was in the grocery aisle with it on. Buying some pop tarts. Had it on, bro. Okay. Right beside the lucky charm. Right next to Egos. Whatever. All right. What's up for me this week, man, is a shout out to all of you folks that listen to our uh to our um off the cuff segment. Well, no, it wasn't off the cuff. My bad. To listen to our show a week ago when we had the incredible Dylan Rodriguez on the show, and we were talking about 
anger management. That little video that we showed you of old boy that was in my, uh, in Florida that just started busting off through his car. Mm-hmm. And I asked on social media, how many of you have ever been that upset? And boy, I got some stories. <laughs> I got some stories that showed up in my fucking inbox. I think the 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 destruction of choice has been women that have written in and talked about keying people's car up, busting tires and yep. windows and some more shit. That's yep. been that's been the number oh, one. Yeah. And it's like oh, every yeah. single I woman have, that sent yo, me a show that was shit. like keys, I have seen busting that shit. tires, yeah. busted windows. Send the blocks through the windshield, all kinds one of, of the shit. One of the funniest joints that I did get, and this is why I brought it up. One of the funniest, and I'm not going to say who it is. One of the funniest joints that I did get was a gentleman that told me he got so mad because someone had parallel parked in his parking spot in his facility, in his apartment. Like parked over the lines and all actually parked in his spot. Your man said he took a shit put it in the bag, busted old boy's window and threw the bag inside of that dude's car and left the steaming pile of shit inside of that dude's car. What? Are you laughing? You know why I'm laughing? Because of the traffic? I would never have thought about anything that ridiculous. And apparently what the worst part about it, I won't say worst part, but one of the things he said, I didn't, he said he didn't put it on his car, right? Because he said, apparently, I don't know, there's enzymes in your fecal matter that can really destroy the paint. He said, but yeah, that's can easily, sure. he said that can easily be fixed though. He said, I wanted that thing to be in his ride so he would never be able to get that out. I don't care how many times you detail, he was gonna have it. So shout out to everybody that sent me some horrible ass stories like that because Man, they need anger management. Because y'all Nigga, man, that's dog, when I was reading, I'm, I'm telling you, when I was reading these joints, man, going too far. I said, what? That's motherfuckers is wild. And y'all think it's safe in the metaverse and motherfuckers doing this shit. <laughs> <in traffic. laughs> well, y'all jump in the metaverse and they shit people's like, cars and traffic. I'm like, good luck for those stories. <laughs> 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 virtual shit bags in the metaverse. What is the all right, man. Crush, where can people find you if they want to find you, man? As usual, man. Catch me on Instagram at SP Methods. Or at, uh, yeah, just catch me on Instagram at SP Methods, please. No doubt, no doubt. L, where can people find you, man? At Elgin Bailey, everywhere. No doubt. B Reed, we want to thank you for coming on the show, man, chopping it up with no us. Doubt. We really appreciate it, man. Where can people find you if they want to find you, man? Yeah, um, you can find me at Read Me Network, R E E D network um instagram facebook youtube check me out no doubt and i'm big old mr in the black you can find me on twitter and on instagram at mr underscore in the black and i want to thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the in the black podcast you could have been anywhere else in the world but you chose to kick it with us and we appreciate it make sure you follow us across social media at in the black pdcst on facebook twitter and on instagram make sure you check out past episodes of our show at in the black podcast.com and of course, why don't you come over and become part of the family by joining us over at Patreon, getting some of our off-the-cuff and our exclusive content. You won't regret it. But until next time, as always, informed, intelligent, in the black. black. Peace. Become family. <laughs> Best I, hate, bug I, ever. I hate you so fucking much. This is, this is the In The Black Podcast. In The Black, bro. 
Hands down, one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. I like that word. what up? I read a black coffee, Bretchen. Listen. In the black podcast, that your lad is all facts. He don't like that, the fault fact. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. Switch fast if you ain't wrong, then you're whack. It forms intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Resting them my excrement. In the black podcast, the truth. Like the testament, don't know. Black up, he bro, man, a specialist. No, what the podcast broadcast, y'all mess with this. Like, said they my cheat, who no dweed so effortless. I listen, them I learn, man, them listen, them I benefit. Reporting, current event, everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, the scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these are the facts, bringing them to your residence. In your house, like your tenement, listen, they hear intelligence. Body filled with melanin, power that's so essential. Settling bright in the stars, Yeah, man, I'm so glad you're coming. Just stay in the black himself. What up, DJ? This is. This is. This is.